0: Noirros welcome back to black and white and another week out of the podcast uh, looking at fancy Dan happy birthday Dan as of yesterday right yeah what a thank time you. to freeze oh there we go it's good now it's good now it is good now do you want to say thank you one more time
1: sure thank you it's you great like, to be here
0: love of force thank you uh, you look older but you, you, you look you look wiser as well.
1: Yeah, I'm noticing more gray in my beard, so I guess well, it's it's, welcome it's really to happening. It. Yeah, yeah that's a little
0: I, salt in the pepper. That that's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm I'm all right with it. Yeah, you kind of come to terms with it. You get to a certain age where you just kind of you just you know it is what it is.
0: Gentlemen, Joey here to say, welcome to the spice rack, my friend. Yes,
1: <laughs> welcome to the show. Great to be
0: here. Uh, so feel free to send some some happy birthday wishes to our friend Dan, if you'd like. Thanks, everybody, for doing our technoir Color May. We did it. We're through it.
1: Mm-hmm. Golf clap.
0: Interesting uh, month in retrospect. Uh, some, some fun responses. You know, uh, we got on Twitter, our friends at Film Noir UK hating a woman's devotion. That was very entertaining to me. And <laughs> our friend on Instagram and friend of the show, uh, Film Noir Confidential, not liking Desert Fury. That was funny to me as well. And uh, Dan, I got a user email. You want to hear it? Yeah. Comes from listener Sean Carter. Okay. He said, Hello, this is Sean. Do you do full house exterior painting? <laughs> the weirdest spam message ever, or whatever wow. I am.
1: Well, first, when he said full house, I thought it was going to be about the TV show Full House. Like they were going to ask us to do a bit. About... Are we going
0: to do film noir Full House? Yeah, not so yeah. much, but uh, we don't do full house exterior, but.
1: Okay. Or we do. Well, I don't know. I. Well, didn't Steph, Didn't Stephanie have that bear that looked like you? you know, like it was dressed up like a Humphrey Bogart sort of character with like a trench coat and like a hat? What was that? Was like Mister Bear or something like that? It's been a while since I watched that show. It wasn't
0: Humphrey Beargart.
1: I mean, it should have been. I'm gonna look it up, Mister Bear. Okay. I mean, he looks like he could be Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, I guess. I'm glad. I'm glad two two things. One that there is a Full House wiki. Uh and then this is of course in it yeah Um, it has to be yeah it has to um so right now since i have it i'm going to see if this works i'm going to send it to you just so you can take a look at what i'm talking about i mean that you know i feel like you could you could make a case for for uh phil phil noir let's see what we got here phil noir bear frankly i'm surprised i remember that because i haven't watched that show in so long I'm so
0: thrown off by where we're at, but like we said, you're the birthday boy, so I will allow it, but, uh, yeah, that was yeah strange, I mean, strange
1: detour. I mean, you started it with that email. So
0: I, the email started it there and <laughs> yes. I was just passing along the message. Uh, yeah. I mean, the bear's got a trench coat. It's got a hat. I'm, I mean, I'm on board, but
1: <laughs> yeah, a stretch, but you know, Hey, it's good to
0: stretch, right? We've o- we always stress the importance of stretching on this show yes. In, yes. in all possible to. ways. Yes, exactly. I uh, drink water. Mm hmm. Is, is what i'm doing i've been well.
1: doing that a lot today it's been very hot today so i have been drinking that
0: oh the heat is on
1: yes right just like just like grand glenn, glenn Frey <laughs> once sang that's usually the level we have at the show we we love mr fray
0: yes uh saw some movies on this holiday weekend we just came from i saw the new top gun Rewatched okay, the old that? top gun of course all right yeah it's getting overhyped everything i liked about it was when it tried to be different instead of being the same Uh, that's what i was
1: afraid of i was afraid of it because i the clips i saw it seemed like there was a lot of stuff that it leaned on from the original one and i just i i a lot of that that volleyball stuff like i just uh, well it's
0: football now this time but
1: yeah oh it's football okay
0: but they're on the beach there um i mean love jennifer conley did not need to be in the movie whatsoever i
1: also love jennifer conley so that was the only thing i was like oh okay
0: other than it's nice to see an old friend same with val kilmer i mean but i actually did like the val kilmer stuff we got probably the last val kilmer stuff we'll ever get (laughs) that was good and you know like sometimes you you could feel some good velocity you know of the flying but i don't know back in the day you had like anthony edwards meg ryan popped up yeah you know know, tom scarrett like there were some heavy hitters, and now it's just like we got Michael Miles Ironside. Tell- yeah, Ironside, and you know, Val Kilmer, and uh, you know, just all these greats. And you know, now we get Miles Teller as like your heaviest hitter, and <laughs> you know, like they didn't even try yeah. it. And like the soundtrack, we all love the Top Gun soundtrack. What, a, what yeah. a huge thing that was! And there's like no effort in this new one whatsoever. And sometimes they use the old soundtrack, yeah, that's disappointing. A couple beats, and it's great, and you wish they did it more. I didn't think my complaint was going to be more danger zone, but here
1: we are. (laughs) You never thought you'd say that.
0: But it was fine. It was basically like as a movie, it was okay. As a Top Gun sequel, liked it a little less. It was very unnecessary, but could have been worse, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I watched Duel from Home. Okay. Uh, Duel was great. Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. It's from Riley Stearns, who did The Art of Self-Defense, which was one of my favorite movies i uh, did i saw was that, that in theaters 2018 was... i think or something
1: like that probably 2019.
0: Yeah. I, I just was i love that movie i was so blown away by it and he also did faults which is a good time but uh yeah Duel was 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 uh great i'd really let you think
1: Artist of self-defense was 2019
0: 2019 yeah uh that recommend yeah. that movie a, yeah. a ton but I, I would i'd say watch this one too It was it was good cool yeah i didn't know about this one yeah, it seemed like uh, it slipped under the radar. I mean, it really like just came out, and then all of a sudden it was like on AMC Plus streaming, which I actually have a free trial of, so it all worked out. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. I uh, I delved into uh, since uh, Ray Liotta passed. I I, I watched a couple. I, yeah, I was I was uh, watching one of my favorite '80s movies, Something Wild, uh, with him, which he's amazing in. And actually, last night for the first time, believe it or not, I watched Goodfellas all the way through. I'd never seen that all the way. Through. And
0: if we just started doing this show, I would, I would be, uh, or not. But this time, I'm more in the camp of believe it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. You liked it? I did. Yes, I yep. did. Um, I actually like, I, I put on pretty late last night, and which is usually like the, the death knell for me that I'm gonna like fall asleep, which I did. I briefly did for like maybe like 15, 20 minutes, and I woke up and like had to rewind, and then I, I, I made it through the end of it. Um, is that why
0: you're sorry about today?
1: Yes, I'm sorry about. <laughs> Yes, I'm sorry about. What today, was once
0: tomorrow is now today. Tomorrow.
1: Yes, um, but I, I did enjoy the 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 coked out Ray Liotta, like getting freaked out by the the uh, helicopter flying around him, um, and just Joe Pesci. I mean, Joe Pesci obviously is is amazing. So everyone's
0: such a good time in that movie. Yeah. I mean, you even got a uh, uh, ah shit. What's that guy's name? Kevin Corrigan, like a young mm. Kevin Corrigan popping up in it. Real. Brian Bracco Bracco's great in it too.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the one I mean she's yeah she's so fantastic in it um yeah yeah it was good it was a good time because I think that and The Departed are both on HBO Max okay right now uh they got a few Scorsese in in there but and also I guess more more relative to maybe our pertaining to our studies here is uh this just showed up in the mail and I forgot about that I had or- I pre-ordered it the um double feature from Flickr Alley and UCLA Library Film Noir Foundation uh The Guilty and High Tide um, which I'm looking forward to, partly because both movies are the runtimes are respectively 71 minutes and 72 minutes. But uh, they're they're I think they're both monogram pictures, but it's the same director, a lot of the same cast, and like very just like low budget film noirs. But I'm looking forward to it. I haven't I've not seen them, but it's a nice package. They they have the they always have great booklets in these. That's like usually my favorite thing about it. So they actually do the the flip. So on it's the upside down. You know, one one side is is the one movie, and you flip it over, and it's the other movie. So yeah, you can, so, you can choose I, I, your
0: favorite based on which one you enjoyed more.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch both of those this week. And yeah, that's 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 what I had.
0: Cool. Well, if you love runtimes like that, Dan, I think you're gonna run. You're gonna you're gonna love today's runtime. Trying to run through that sentence. Welcome to the show, episode seventy four. Dan, men loved her at their own risk. Or if we're going by the poster, we're gonna go ahead and say it. I'm no good. We must be talking about, we're uh, we're in summer now, unofficial start of summer, as the news will constantly tell you. Uh, We're holding up our Warner Archive DVD, remastered edition. I wonder what from.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's just what they were calling it back in 2011, I think. Yeah, that was was just a DVD,
0: right? Um, Welcome to the show, Woman on the Beach, Dan. Yeah. This sucker was released June 7th, 1947, from our friends at RKO Pictures. So you get why it's a Warner archive now. Directed by Jean Renoir. Uh, We've seen Jean Renoir ripped off before, but now he's here once and for all. Uh, He did the screenplay along with Frank Davis. It was based on the 1945 novel None So Blind. Interesting title if you know the plot. Uh, And that was by Mitchell Wilson. Welcome to the show. Obviously, Right off the bat, we'll say it: not a good movie, but interesting, I think. And yes, you know, absolutely. we'll get into the fun facts. This is very much a compromised film, so you know, it's not, it's all, it's not its fault of anything. You almost just wonder what happened. But there, you know, I think we're kind of here to say, you know, and, and define because I believe this was both of our first time watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we just done a Joan Bennett, and we love some Robert Ryan. Summertime a coming this mm-hmm. felt right and and that's why we're here and um yeah i think we you know there's some interesting stuff here and I, i'm i'm looking forward to talking about it but yeah it, what a ride in in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: it's bizarre i mean for me like I, I honestly didn't know much about this movie and i'm a, i'm a big renoir fan like i have i i have probably about maybe 6 other of his movies mm-hmm. uh, mostly made he made in france but like you know rules of the game you know grand illusion i mean he's like one of the all time great french directors and and influence the french new wave and and such an influential director that's why Son I, like of a great this painter.
0: Movie. I mean like you know comes yes. from like a, a art you know powerhouse and uh
1: yeah so this one's mean, interesting yeah it's we it's just a weird vibe uh it's in so movie. weird yeah i didn't dislike it though i didn't no. love it but, but i i i did enjoy it yeah no i mean i it, it was yeah it was it
0: was an enjoyable ride um and, you know, hour 10, <laughs> you're... Yeah, it's
1: 71 minutes or something like that. Yeah, you're yeah. out
0: of this thing in no time. I think by the time it hits 71, like, it's, uh, you know, 71 in a millisecond. Like, it's done. Like, yeah, you are in and out. And, and that's definitely to its credit. Uh, but... I
1: think like we, we said, know why. <laughs> quite
0: compromised. Some things <laughs> yeah. were lost, unfortunately. It's, it's a movie you want more of. But... Yeah. Um, and especially from the beginning, you, you get that great, like, nightmare that Robert Ryan is having that is just... Such That's a ten start. out of ten, yeah. yeah. Um, and we never quite find out why. I don't think, like, what, why he's so haunted by, I mean, I guess just by war. Like, I, but it didn't seem like there was any specific instance, was there, Dan? So,
1: I mean, it, it's it's kind of like I think it's more of the artistic, like, you know, it, it's symbolic of he has PTSD basically. Yeah. So like, so like the idea is that like it, it, they make it seem like through those dreams that he it looks like he was on a ship at some point. Whether he was in the war, or just like whether he, from the coast guard which he's in now, or if he was in the navy at that point, and a ship that he was on was was bombarded. It looks like because that, mm-hmm. that happens in the dream sequence. So I, I think that something that has something to do with something that actually happened to him. Yeah, he survived um, some train wreck, right. or some so I, uh, boat right. wreck, or something. Yeah. So I think that trauma is what really is is lingering for him. So you see, you're
0: seeing a very dreamy sequence, rightfully so, of. The exploding ship you're seeing skeletons at the bottom of the sea but then you also see like a, a very uh spooky woman you know down at the bottom maybe that you're thinking is this our, our woman on the beach you know like
1: yeah it's it's a vermin it's a very noir weird. huh yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's so bizarre but i mean it, it's great i mean i'm i'm loving it and also you get the uh title sequence where it washes away the titles which was mm-hmm. always a big gotta time. love yeah. yeah so he wakes up and he's like hey, robert ryan oh he's good to see him and this is a very different Robert Ryan role than we typically get. You know, we usually get him as a nasty bad guy, but you know, other than a couple little flaws, he's mostly a good guy in this. You know, mm-hmm. but he's he plays Scott, a name you don't hear very often in old movies, let alone film noir. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a coast guard arf- officer um, mm-hmm. in this very small beach town, uh, where he's just kind of the the officer who watches over everything. He knows everyone in town. And he's
1: about to get out. I mean, they they mentioned that that he's about to be uh, discharged. So he's, he's got plans on his way out. Yeah.
0: Um and even after this dream, he's like, I gotta get some stuff off my mind and I gotta go to my,
1: my lady, Eve Geddes, uh, who's a mechanic. <laughs> She's Real quick. I want to say that you said the lady Eve there. I don't want to, I don't want to, and I, and I love that you said that whether that was intentional or not, it was not, uh, but yes, it works Eve, nicely.
0: Eve Getty. She's a lady. Yeah. She's just a, she works at boats on, uh, you know, that the, the yard and uh, shipyard. Yeah, yeah The yeah. shipyard. Uh, she's terrible with her taxes and her paperwork. We find out she's drowning in it. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's a grease monkey. You know, she, She doesn't know anything about paperwork. So she wants help with Robert Ryan, but they also, she's like, as soon as we figure that out and you're done with your, your duty. And I'm, you know, done with what I'm working on my project. Like we're going to get married and leave, but Robert Ryan comes in. He's like, let's get married tonight. That would be great. Yeah, Yeah. And she's like, cool. You know, I love you. I'm down for it. But wouldn't it be better if we had something to look forward to? So you know, slowly she talks him out of it and he's like, fine, that's, that's fine. I'll just have these nightmares and and head off then. Mm-hmm. And so, so he leaves, he starts to walk on the beach and there we see our Joan Bennett, the star of the movie, Dan. Which mm-hmm.
1: he well, she did notice on the way there. Right. So he, he noticed her kind of briefly, like it, it's kind of this weird set piece, which is like one of my favorite things of that, of the, like the ship that's like on the beach mm-hmm. and she's kind of sitting there and it's a, it doesn't really spend a lot of time on her, but it spends more time on this ride back. Yes. So he's on the horse, and then he rides back. and notices You get a her. glimpse. You do get yeah. a glimpse,
0: yeah. And then here we are. We're spending some time with her. So she she hangs out on the beach a lot by this yeah old wrecked up ship. She's collecting firewood from it, mm-hmm. which Robert Ryan's a little superstitious about, but eventually starts to help her. And uh, she's married. She is married to a painter who we, we uh, go back and meet and uh he is a a blind man we'll find out why he was is blind this is a new a new blinding uh yes uh, todd butler charles bickford you know our classic hollywood crank you know Mm -hmm. here to do it again and he does a fantastic job but yeah he's attracted to scott's attracted to joan bennett but Mm -hmm. she's in this thing with todd who's just a total dick but he's like a really nice dick too like he's very friendly. He's trying, you know, he's not trying to push off Scott, even though it's pretty clear his day. Like this guy likes his wife and he's like, no, stick around, have a drink. Let's talk. Well, he's,
1: they kind of see in each other that they, they kind of mention It's like, kind of like, they kind of see like something in each other that they see in themselves. Like there's this like, kind of like, um, like sh- almost like shared experience, like where they kind of start talking about like some of like, you know, a little bit of, I guess about his trauma and then some of the stuff that she's dealt with a little bit, and they kind of form this bond right off the bat. I think he's kind of a attraction group, but it's also there's this other like kind of like they they I think in the one description they say it's like a metaphysical bond um, between each other, and I think that is the start of that. And at that point, you know, Todd comes in and he's like, "Oh, let's you know, let's be friends." And and let's I mean, they're really the
0: only two people in this town that kind of feel broken. You know, everyone's going yeah. about their lives and they're doing fine. You know, even Todd, who is like blind and should be way bummed out. You know, he's still out there living life. He's like, I'm not trying to let the world stop me from being blind. He goes out on these walks with his cane and mm-hmm. is able to find his way back. And he's so good at good at it. In fact, that there's suspicion is this yeah. man blind, in fact.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's a fun thing that they kind of deal with in this. Like there's some really great themes. There's a lot of potential yeah. in this movie. Yes. So, yeah, that, there's your setup. Some people who are just living ghosts and this uh, cranky blind man or blind question mark man.
1: (laughs) Because Scott, Scott doesn't believe it. And he always right off the bat little little, like he, he tries to like catch him on it or call him on it. Like, oh, like, wait, like how? Why do you have a watch? Like, why do you? do this, you know, like that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Let's go somewhere new that you're not usually walking toward, you know, like he's trying to mix it up and catch him. But you know, Todd's just like, Hey, I got some new company. I got a new drinking buddy. Yeah. I'm I'm a lonely man. This is great. But then also we do see there's some moments where it's just Todd and Peggy, Joan Bennett. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, it's not a great relationship. She feels guilty because as we're gonna find out, they got in a fight and she blinded him like he fell on some glass or something. They're pretty vague about it. Yeah. But it's like they've like, you know, they basically go like, oh, we got in a fight, there was some broken glass, yada yada, yada. You know, they gave us the the yada <laughs> the yada, 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 yada yada. And yeah. so you just kind of have to assume, but yeah, so something happens. So she feels massively guilty about that. And then he is just going through so much like hate, basically so much hate because he was a painter you know his whole life was seeing it was vision you know and Mm -hmm. it was stolen from him and peggy's also like if you sell these paintings people want them it's not even like you're some obscure artist like you did it you succeeded people people like it they're willing to pay top dollar for it we got a nice healthy stack right here we sell this we get out of this crummy town and you know everything's great we can figure it out but he wants nothing to do with it he holds on to them you know to hold on to his past his his sight that he Mm -hmm. no longer has. And, you know, that's one of the many issues between the two of them.
1: And you get the sense that he's definitely like testing Scott as far as like, you know, a little bit of like, of his feelings. Like he like kind of feels like, Oh, here's this younger guy, this potentially suave guy that's in in the Coast Guard. He's coming in. He might be moving in on my girl. Like, like I think there's a little bit of like, you know, the entire time yeah. it's
0: entire you can't get a read on him like he he gives yeah. you it every which way and he plays it so well you're you're not even sure even after finishing the movie there's a couple of things where you're just like yeah i don't know okay yeah you know yeah so he's either like he he seems like he's very confident he's like yes i got scott i'm gonna play this guy like a fiddle like how dare you come hit on my wife like but we'll be friends and then on the yeah. other hand it's just like oh yeah he's like really insecure about his blindness and mm-hmm
1: and there's that great dinner sequence where like they do this stuff like like in front of him with like the like with the cigarette i think and stuff like that yeah and all that he's like of, oh uh peggy's yeah. like well oh,
0: can i get another cigarette and then scott's like here have one of mine and it's just a very long reach like across this table where you know, yeah todd's just in the middle and they just kind of like doing it slow testing them and yeah st- it's, it's, still not sure what he, yeah what he's up to <laughs> so at this point scott's pretty much convinced that he is not blind and he's also you know him and peggy are getting a lot closer and him and eve are getting a lot you know drifting further apart mm-hmm. like driftwood on the beach dan yep. he starts skipping a lot of their dates that they're supposed to meet up on because he's spending all his time with peggy and uh so he's like hey uh i'm gonna go we're gonna go for a walk scott and todd uh, Scott's on his horse a lot of times too, you know, which, which was a nice touch. It was
1: yeah, interesting. Yeah. Kind of
0: felt like a, a film noir western in that way, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, so Scott's on his horse and he's like, Todd, come with me. Uh, let's let's go walk around the beach. We're going to go up uh, on the cliff. You know, don't worry, it's going to be safe. And Todd is even like, yeah, I'll just ho- hold on to the, the saddle of the horse and just walk alongside. Yeah. And so there's this great sequence of them just like him testing it and just getting closer and closer to the edge. And you're still not, this is where you're really not sure. Like, is this guy blind or what? And,
1: uh,
0: you got this, you can walk home. Like you're fine. And he's like, cool. Sounds good. And he just instantly falls <laughs> over the, the cliff. cliff. <laughs> yeah. And, and you think he's dead, but he's not actually, which was another nice twist. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that aspect of this movie later, but yeah, he lives. You know, the doctor's like, uh, "Yeah, just hook him up with a ton of drugs. <laughs> He's gonna be in a lot of pain, but mm-hmm. he'll be fine." And uh, you know, Scott comes over too, and is just like, "Hey, sorry about that." He actually comes clean. He's like, "Yeah, I wanted to see if you were blind." Like, duh. Yeah, <laughs> and Todd's a little bummed about it, especially because he thought he had a new friend. But he's like, I was kind of testing you, too. I could tell that you were a little unsure of my blindness. So, you know, maybe I did it on purpose. Right, Dan? I knew what I was doing falling off that cliff. How dare you, sir? (laughs) I'm not clumsy. But then after this, Todd starts blowing up. He's really bummed about the entire affair and, you know, the affair, not the affair that his wife is having. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, he hits her a couple of times. Man, there's some, like, acoustics on those slaps, too. Like, they really some of the best slap sound work of any of these film noirs we've ever done i will we'll give it to that um so he becomes a bit of a bad guy in that moment because up until this point we're like yeah todd sucks but it's not his fault Mm -hmm. and also peggy is going uh they're, they're talking about it too like todd and sky are hanging out this is like before the or when he comes over to apologize or whatever scott does He's like, oh yeah, come over and check out some of these paintings. Like, here, here's my wife naked, too, that I painted. You, you're yeah. going to want to see that. It's like, dude, that's not cool. But yeah, turns out it's gone. It's been uh, hidden by Peggy because, you know, he's used to like the order. And he's right. like, yeah, check out my wife, huh? Looking pretty good. And yeah, it's a <laughs>
1: masterpiece. Yeah, you know?
0: Robert Ryan's like, that's cool, but uh, this is not. Your naked wife, which I was actually hoping to see. This is just some abstract (laughs) thing or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, what? And yeah, that that became. Wait, did you say it was like
1: flowers and newspapers? Yeah, something something like that. Yeah, I was like, what is that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I was wondering if we were going to see any of these paintings. um You know, that would be the theme this year, I would say, of the show, Dan, is artistic film noir, right? Including from Joan Bennett.
1: I would say, yeah, Joan Bennett's at the the, uh, forefront of both of them. Yeah they could have got the same guy to do these paintings yeah do you think do you think if they would cast like edward g robinson in in the role of todd do you think that would have worked i
0: mean i have no complaints about todd so yeah you know, i don't either i'm fine yeah. with charles bigford i mean the whole cast was great but i mean I, i'd be very curious to see edward g do something yeah. like that for sure well
1: i mean they were trying to bring a Dan durier
0: as uh robert ryan too i mean just get the whole cast
1: get them bring them back well like that's you were the thing, saying, I mean, yeah yeah, I mean, they, they, that's why they decided to change the name to The Woman on the Beach because it was like The Woman in the Window with Evergy and Joan Bennett. And, you know, just uh, it came out just, yeah shortly thereafter. But yeah. Yeah, it was
0: like a year or two. It was very, very close. And
1: yeah, I think, yeah, Scott Street's 45. This is 47. So yeah. We'll get into it. So things are going crazy. Uh, Scott
0: is way into Peggy at this point and he really, really, really hates Todd. And Eve is also like, hey, what's going on with my guy? <laughs> like, what, mm-hmm. where is he at? So they, they try to to hang out. And then um, don't they also go to, like, the Gettys' place, too? Because, like, Peggy had something going on with, like, Eve's brother or something like that at one point.
1: Yeah, Peggy was, like, had an affair with her brother. And a brother, like, it sound, it, made it sound like he died. Yeah, or so-
0: something happened.
1: Yeah, but they don't really, like, go into it. It's very odd. And then
0: also, like, then Peggy shows up, too, to that place. And it's like, probably hasn't been there in a while. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a little awkward.
1: Yeah. I guess we should also talk about uh, how apparently Todd has a one thing that he still likes doing. It's fishing.
0: Yeah. No Um, one invites him to go fishing at all.
1: But well, up until (laughs) until right about now, I think that's happening right now, isn't it? That is right about now, but there's yeah. one thing
0: that happened before it where you see Scott and Peggy in that like abandoned boat,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which
0: is really cool. And then you see Todd kind of wander by, and like, yes, you know,
1: it's, it's kind like of creepy. creepy, yeah,
0: very creepy. There's a lot of cool stuff like that. There's a great fog sequence, Dan, that mm-hmm. was in the beginning mm-hmm. as well. I hope you like that. that. I did, um, you know, all the pieces are here, you know, really. Yes. If you get mad watching this movie, just get mad at RKO. It's they fucked it up. We'll, we'll get yeah. into it, but I mean, this this could have been great and I think what's left behind is still interesting enough.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said in the in the intro, like like Renoir's like uh, one of the masters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, like you see that it's there. Like even his um, worst
0: movie is going to be fantastic. So, yeah. you're fine. All is going to be well. Um so yes, now there's a plan to go take Todd out for a fishing trip with Robert Ryan and himself. So they go out to go set that in motion. And then Peggy gets cold feet. She knows about what's going to happen. But then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, by the time it's too late, she's like, oh, no, no, no I got to stop this thing. So she goes to, you know, get the, the rest of the uh, the naval or the Coast Guard or whatever.
1: Yeah, the Coast Guard. Yeah.
0: Get them to come to, to go deal with this. And so they're out in the water and some rough seas i guess stormy weather yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> not not ideal for fishing
0: and uh yeah so they they kind of hash it out and, and honesty comes afloat if you will and uh <laughs> they realize you know where each other stands and you know yeah, Ryan's you i like, love her yeah, yeah I, I love, love her yeah, i don't like you i don't like what you do to her so you yeah. gotta go dude sorry Why'd you invite me on this trip? You know it's no day for fishing, because I've got something
1: to settle. Why did you come? Well, oh, it's time for a showdown. This is a perfect spot for it. What's on your mind? God, I can't stand the
0: way you treat Peggy any longer. You make a slave out of her. You beat her, you mistreat her, and someday you're going to kill her. You're finished? Yes. Let me explain a few things about Peggy. You've got to set Peggy free. However, I don't intend to set her free. And you won't go back to shore. I'm seen, One of us will get back to shore. That's all right. You won't give her up. Definitely not. He starts piercing the, the, a hole into the boat, you know, trying to even like take himself out as well, or at least put yeah. himself in danger. So yeah. Struggle. Yeah. But there it's quite a struggle. Robert Ryan ends out out in the sea and, Todd just walks himself right into the water, and you're like, Oh, this is it, huh, Dan? I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm even looking at the runtime. I'm like, you yeah. know, this, this is a tight hour 10. Let's see what we got. But these guys survive it somehow. Yeah. I was shocked by that.
1: I thought that might be the climax too. That's why I was like the like to the end. You know, you like yeah, or at least the, like yeah. someone's
0: gonna die, something's gonna right. happen, you know, film noir. We're doing it. You know, yeah. the shadows are here, the intentions are here. What else you got?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh but they get rescued by the Coast Guard and Eve is Eve, even there. Yeah, Eve goes with them, yeah. Now she's, you know, she kind of, you know, it's sort of been alluded to the women that appear in these dreams. We even get another dream too, which gets a little more Joan Bennett in it as well. Like mm. these women appear in his dreams as watery figures, sirens of the sea or or something. So there she is now. And everyone's rescued. Should be a little happy ending, but Todd's pretty sad about all this. He goes back to the house and starts burning all of the paintings, you know, instead of making his wife happy and selling them and everything could be good. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to get rid of this, you know, start fresh. And the entire house starts to burn down. It, It all goes crazy out of control. And she goes inside. She tries to even like get the paintings or even find the one of her, but it doesn't work out. Scott gets her outside and the entire place is just collapses into a fiery abyss. So they're like, Hey, Todd, what the fuck, dude? Why did you do this? And he's like, yeah, that was, you know, my old life. I'm letting it go. You know, back when I could see. Uh, so again, instead of making money off of it, <laughs> I decided to just, you know, let it go in a nice flowery way. I'm, I'm free to, to live. I'm, I'm a Phoenix out of the ashes, Dan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, why don't you and me, Peggy, go to New York city We're going to, we liked it there before. We're going to pull it off again.
1: You can do what you want. You can stay with me. You can go, whatever.
0: Everything you ever wanted. And she's like, cool. Sounds good. And Scott and Eve are presumably going to get back together. So it's one hell of a happy ending for our little film noir here.
1: But is it? Because I mean, Scott, like they make it, he walks off kind of into the, like the kind of the weeds on the beach at the end. And like, that's kind of it. So like, it is kind of ambiguous. Like you don't know. I mean, is Eve going to take him back? I don't know. I mean, after all, all of that. these
0: people, like nothing happened that can make you forget about any of this. Your, your demons yeah. are still going to be with you specifically Robert Ryan. But uh yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess in that regard, sure. But yeah, you know, we don't, that's up to us to decide. That's we're, yeah. we're doing the hard work there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, we, we said all this, but, I, you know i did like this like in a weird way it was, yeah, it's a
1: bizarre movie but it's it's interesting yeah
0: there's just some, some very interesting visuals and themes that it makes you think and that's never a bad
1: thing yeah no and and like i said the the set pieces are like the 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 one with the ship is great on the beach and even like there's that long there's a long like establishing shot where they're walking up to the house i think it's scott and peggy are walking up to the house and it's like in the background mm-hmm. and you see like how how long the kind of walkway is to the house and it's just it looks re- really cool. Like yeah. I, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's just a very, very interesting film. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I had a good time. Seven point six from me, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, it's nice, nice
0: little, nice little picture. I'm glad it worked out. You know, I yeah. who knew who knew what was coming, especially with these mystery ones. But you got to roll but the Joe, dice sometimes, and, and you know, we love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got Joan Ben, who's great. You got Robert Ryan. It's like you know, you're really
0: gambling when you have these two greats. I don't think yeah. so. So you know what? We're playing with crooked dice. You caught us, everybody. <laughs> uh, but this was based on that novel, None So Blind, by Mitchell Wilson. And here's some quick fun facts about Wilson. Before he was a writer, he was a research scientist, and instructor in physics. Hmm. And one of the topics of his research was the ethical problems of atomic science. So it sounds like he was on the right side. Wow. And uh, also at the time of his death, he was married to acting coach Stella Adler. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Just some quickies there. But anyway, RKO bought the rights and they offered the role to Joan Bennett because, you know, her film noir star was on the rise, like we were saying, thanks to performances in The Woman in the Window and Scarlet Street. And she was even given the ability to choose her own director. And so she went with her friend, who happened to be legendary French director, jean Noir. And he hadn't been in Hollywood long before he fled from the Nazis in 1940 from France. And uh, some working titles for this were None So Blind, of course, and Desirable Woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like like that one.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised no one took that ever since. But yeah, like we said, the title we have today is thanks to the success of The Woman in the Window. And RKO was feeling very generous at this point. They uh, allowed Renoir carte blanche, letting him do whatever he wants. He shaped the script the way he wanted to and got to choose his own producer. He went with Val Luffin or Luffin. But he was fired immediately in pre-production. And so Renoir was left to produce his own film, which left everyone you know, feeling pretty confident and comfortable. And the cast was able to even improvise some scenes, which is usually something you hear. And that's a good reason to be scared for the production. But that yeah. won't really come just yet. That's after when the film's guardian angel, a.k.a. RKO chief of staff, Charles Keener, had died suddenly from leukemia mm. uh, in his early 40s. And so the people that took over from there were completely confused by this film and the the artsiness and the poetry of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So they set up a doom screening filled with high schoolers and college kids who (laughs) are, you know, always the best bet for something kind of heady and adult. So, yeah. yeah, Come on, kids.
1: Let's go watch this weird, dark. like It's almost like art house. Yeah. Gold no. film noir. Like.
0: And at this time, too, it, it, that was just a total grenade they threw at him. They knew what they were doing, and it totally just devastated Renoir. And he spent six months re editing the film and even did substantial reshoots, which he hated. Yeah. Um, and so the compromised product was released and tanked hard. And now it pretty much just exists in obscurity. You know, this is isn't is a Blu ray from Warner Archive, and I can't mm-hmm. see that happening anytime soon. Um, and Renoir actually had a contract for two more films for RKO, but then this was released and they told him, hey, get lost So he did and it would be his last film for Hollywood. yeah ending his experiment for you know about seven years in in Hollywood and you know, went well enough to to do some interesting things, but just unfortunately not quite to the magic that he had hoped for. and a lot of that it sounded like he had trouble communicating you know, English to the uh, studio executives and they kind of like walked all over him for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, he's, he's such a great director. I mean, it's it's a bummer that this was kind of how he kind of ended his time in Hollywood. But yeah, I mean, still, you know, he's still able to, to go on. He did The River, which is a really great movie. That's in 51. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, There's a Criterion Blu-ray of that. That, that looks great. And, uh, yeah. like, And a lot of his earlier ones are great too. So yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. A lot of times you'd see something like this and you'd see the movie and be like, oh man, like, I guess he's getting bad. It's towards the end of his career, but it really yeah. was just studio interference. You know, he was still at the height of his power. So
1: yeah, for sure. You, know, you don't need to be worried
0: about it in that regard. Definitely worth checking out, but uh, Dan, anything to, to say more about this one before we wrap it up?
1: Nope. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. it. It was, yeah, not, yeah. I mean, not like the best movie in the world necessarily, but it was, I, I like, I like when there's weird wrinkles. Like I, I like, I mean, you got this great director that's not typically doing film noir and, and he does it. And you've got, you know, some great heavy hitters, Jim Bennett and Robert Ryan. And you got, like, like you said, like there's that weird, like there's like this dream like quality to it. Obviously he has like the dream sequences, but there's just this, this very like weird, like psychological aspect that you don't normally see him. And a lot of film noir can be psychological, but it's just a different vibe. There's just a different vibe to this movie. Um, It's like
0: supernatural, but in the psychological sense. Yeah, check it out. I mean, I I definitely recommend it. And I'm I know you're not gonna love it, but as long as you know that kind of right off the bat, just see what you got. I mean, it's good quick watch. Yeah. If you're not taken in by that immediate dream sequence, like you know, then then it's probably not for you. But if you are, then you know, I think you're gonna find some cool stuff.
1: And I definitely Um, was. I like right off the bat. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I was. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: was that. Got me excited and it, like it, it. never went down, but it, that set the tone right off the bat right. yeah, yeah. But next week, no fears. We're going back to some good old evil, dirty noir. Don't you worry, Dan. I think you haven't seen this one. You said.
1: I don't know what's what's what is it? <laughs> I forget. I haven't looked at the schedule. What, oh, one okay. This one? Fair
0: enough. Well, we're going to 1947, Dan. uh We're born to kill. I have not
1: seen this one.
0: Oh, I'm excited to hear your take on this one. This is our 75th episode. Wow. You know, I wanted it to be a special one, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching it and also discussing it with my pal. But if you guys want to discuss this, future, past movies, anything, the place to discuss is always email the real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Like our friend Sean Carter, just looking for some house painting. (laughs) Let us know. Hey, you never know. You know, we could use a couple bucks. The fan's making us work for it, Dan. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, On Twitter, out of the cast. On Instagram, out of the podcast. And rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Help us out. Do what you got to do. We'll do the show and you do
1: the rest. (laughs) I'm not very good at painting, though. So if you ask about that again, I I don't know if we can help. But other things, maybe.
0: I can paint. I'll do do most of the work for you,
1: Dan. Okay. I can supervise.
0: Yeah. I'm sure this. I'll
1: pick the music.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's an important part. Just keep the music flowing. Yep. God forbid, I'll, I'll DJ it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Dan. I want live records on the spot. Yes. Bring the turntables. Yes. We'll put a tarp over them, but.
1: Yeah, you got to. And, gotta and watch you, out.
0: you know, a tarp over you. To yes.
1: Keep you safe. Cle- clear tarp so I can see everything. All
0: right. Sean Carter, we're ready then. We're, we're taking on the job. <laughs> so maybe we'll be back next week if we paint this thing in time, but. Hey, until then, here's the crown. Here's the (laughs) crown. Reading.